What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favorite, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. In this episode, we're going to talk about church hurt. Um, So many of you may ask, you know, how to heal from church hurt, but even the title seems a little bit churchy in itself if you think about it. But as if the wounds we've experienced from people, who's to say they love Jesus can be wiped away, smoothed over, or fixed in just a few short steps? So that's overly simple Sunday answer to a legitimate real-life wound. Um, But before you click, you know, roll your eyes or, you know, click off the podcast, I just want to let you know that church hurt is real. And church hurt takes a long time to heal. I've been through it myself with several churches. And, you know, many of you um, would love to hear me or your pastor or anybody else um, in a Christian community say the very important words that I'm sorry. You know, just like any friend you've been hurt by church that you see or you feel, and sorry would feel so good right now, and you're not alone. But so many of us, including myself, have been hurt, you know, at the very people closest to us that we trusted. You know, the people that we welcomed into our community, the ones with whom we share worship and communion with. And if we're honest, We have likely um, not been just the victim, but we probably participated in inflicting the pain on an occasion too because, um, you know, hurt people hurt people. So um, I don't want to minimize the pain. Uh, That's not my intention and to pretend that it's not real. But two competing realities is um, it can simultaneously be true. You know, we can be hurt by the church, but we can't quit the church. And that's simply not an option or not for Christ followers. Um, Because even though you've been hurt by people in the church or leaders and things like that, don't let that allow you to give up on God. And even like I said, you know, I've been through two back-to-back church hurts in the last probably going on close to eight years. And with each of those churches, I've been there almost four years each. And the thing it is, but is Jesus doesn't just love the global eternal church. When he addresses letters to the seven churches in Revelation, Jesus calls each church by name. You know, he speaks specifically to the challenges and the triumphs over and over again. He says, I know, you know, he's, um, intimately aware of the persecution they endure and, you know, the patience and the practice or the laziness um, that they've fallen into. And Jesus sees your church. Jesus sees my church. But the truth doesn't just compel us to continue with the church. It's also the first way to heal from church hurt. You know, um, Jesus knows all you've endured. He's seen it. He knew before it was going to happen. More than that, he emphasizes with you, you know, Um, read any of the Gospels and you'll see countless instances where Jesus was misunderstood. He was criticized. He was attacked. You know, sometimes we stay stuck in our pain because we want others to, you know, finally see how bad it hurt us and how wrong they were. 
So I won't say that never happens, but you don't have to wait for your pain to be validated. Jesus sees it and he already knows it. So when we believe the lie that no one understands our pain, we will run from the community and cling to our hurt. But we're not to, um, you know, we're not alone. We can choose today to believe that Jesus, when he says, I know, that he really knows. So if we believe that the lie that no one knows our pain, we inadvertently diminish uh Jesus, you know, he can be all knowing and understanding what we're going through. But when we agree with the act on the unchangeable truth that Jesus knows all our hurts and hangs up, we elevate him and you, you know, unhinge ourselves from the prisons of people pleasing. And I've talked about that in several podcasts about how people pleasing can, you know, sometimes it is like, um, being in bondage because we care more about what people think of us then you know how we truly feel so when we truly believe that jesus is um not just knows about our hurts but he wants to comfort us in them we no longer feel the desperate need for others to affirm understand apologize or even see our point of view and that um brings liberty and freedom and you know that's how we begin to heal and i know um for many of us like i said you want an apology you think that apology it's going to heal things. It may give you closure and it may give you the satisfaction of saying, okay, well, they finally admitted or they um, apologize, you know, but sadly, it doesn't feel quite like you thought it would. It does give you peace, but, you know, some people may say, well, they've apologized and I still don't forgive them. You have to forgive them and move on because the forgiveness is not so much for them as it is for you. And you're never going to heal until you forgive and and go on. And, you know, even for myself, for one of them, I think because I was so close with them, it took me well over a year to finally let go and forgive because the hurt had hurt me so deeply. I just... I just can't explain it, but I finally got to the point and and just realized that I may never get um, that apology that I need, so I had to let go of that so I could heal and just forgave them. I, you know, I wish them well. I pray that they're doing well. You know, I wish blessings upon them and pray that, you know, God continues to bless them in everything that they do, but holding on to that hurt and that pain it didn't heal me it just prolonged the pain and made it worse so is it easier yes better no but because jesus loves the church and because jesus loves us his desire is for me and you to live in you know a beautiful just non-complicated community together and this means we have to you know get over our hurts no i know i know i know before you even roll your eyes at me you know to write you know, to for you may think, well, it's easier said than done, but I've done it myself. So in these podcasts, I try to be so transparent with you guys because I don't ask you to do anything that I haven't tried or done myself. So I know that it works. So we will never be healed unless we realize that the hurt isn't our issue. Our hearts are. So And we just will never be able to live the abundant life that Jesus calls us if we're not willing to ask him to heal our hearts, you know. And when we just keep focusing on our hurt and the people who hurt us, the devil always pours salt into that wound and reminds us, 
you know, why we deserve to withdraw sulk or, you know, just be sour about it. Believe me, because like I said, I did it for over a year. But, you know, the church is jacked up, if we're just honest, and your hurt is real, and it's legitimate. And, you know, I'm sure, but, I, um, you know, as diverse and personal as all your pain is, I can say that, you know, Jesus is the only healer for that deep hurt. And like I said, you may never get that apology. And, you know... Like I said, I've known because I've seen it and I've experienced it. And I also know that the beauty of community is, you know, to work with the work of healing. So, really, you just have to dig down deep with inside yourself and just really let it go. And I know that may be hard for some of you guys because I know you may think, well, you don't know what they did to me and you don't know what I experienced. Trust me, I've been in churches where... The pastor's having an affair with the on the wife, and the mistress walks in in the church and causes a scene. Um, I've been in some dysfunctional situations. You know, I've been close to the pastor and the the wife, and you know, I've been hurt, and you know, I've been in situations even um, currently like. Um, there's something going on now with my church. You know, where the pastor was called. Um, liking or following someone on Instagram, you know, and liking some racist comments. So, you know, there's a lot of things um, that I've experienced and a a lot of hurt in a lot of different ways. But, you know, that hasn't stopped me from, you know, loving people or going to church or giving up on God. I got to be quite honest. The second go round, especially after it being back to back, I'm just like, Oh, I got to start all over again. I've got to start. I love to serve. So it's like now I got to start from the bottom and work myself back up and prove myself again. And, you know, and I even had a day where I was just like, you know, I just don't even want to go to church anymore. You know, I can just watch it online. But I know for me, purpose personally, church holds me accountable. I love to be around other like-minded people because it pushes me, you know, to do better, and I just love, like I said, I love to serve, and I told my husband one one day this week, I was just like, I'm just emotionally exhausted, and if it wasn't for me being so gung-ho, and, you know, loving God so much, and walking in my purpose, I would not even go searching for another church, and really, that's awful to say, but It was the honest truth. If I can just be totally honest about it, that's how I felt. But, you know, the turmoil that I found myself in, I prayed, I fasted, I sought, you know, I sought God. I even sought godly counsel. You know, I did everything possible that I could figure out, you know, why this was so unsettling in my spirit. And, you know, we've got to get to a point that sometimes we realize that, God allows everything to happen to us, and I realized, like, as I was, you know, meditating, and I was praying the last few days in this week, um, God started to reveal to me some things, and it's funny how He shows you confirmation about things, and I had no intentions of leaving this church, and I was comfortable there, and, um, you know, I had, they have their own college. I'd finished school there, um, and just graduated in mid-May. And honestly, I think 
that I had outgrown it and I had gone as far as I could go in this season and it's a transitional season for me and that's what God kept speaking to me in my spirit that you're in transition and I really like I said I had no intention of leaving but I think this was his way of pushing me you know giving me that little push because I would not have moved on my own had all this not happened and I've had so many um, members reach out to me that go to this same church and most of them are now it's a diverse church so you know it's multicultural but I've had mostly white people reach out to me and say you know I'm just really upset about this I don't know what to do and for the life of me I don't know what to tell them I can't make a decision for them as to whether they should go or whether they can say you know at the end of the day I just tell them you know we follow Jesus we don't follow man and just like God has a purpose for each of us he has a purpose for this happening and for um you know he stretches and grows us daily and I'm quite sure that this is probably um something that he's stretching and growing the pastor in and it's a lesson that he's going to learn as well and we just have to um you know pray and ask him to guide us and lead us and know that he will in this season and again we're placed in places for just a season and people are in our lives for a season and you know that's really all I know to tell them that they should really seek God and pray and decide what they need to do as far as their next step but as for me personally with my family dynamics like it is I can't attend a church under that top leadership Um, especially where my family doesn't feel comfortable going and I don't feel comfortable going now it makes it more difficult because we see him on a screen and we it's not like a smaller church where we can go in and up to him and speak to him every day so I don't know him personally as a person I just know him from a screen and he's seen you know like he seemed not to be like that. You, you know what I'm saying? Especially over um, like a mega church and it being this diverse. However, in my opinion, um, and I'm not trying to make this whole podcast about this what's going on, but I'm just trying to explain a little bit more with a lot of things that's happening um, in the community right now, worldwide with um, the breakout of, you know, um, the movement and Black Lives Matter and all that, this is a very crucial time to be caught liking racist posts. And I feel like, in my opinion, if you like it, you agree with it. Now, I understand that some of us, you know, we'll just be scrolling through social media um, and just like things. I've been guilty of it and not really read it or pay attention. But this is somebody that you follow and you know how he is and what he stands for. And, you know, so I just can't justify that in my mind. Um, Now, I've forgiven him, too, because we all make states. We all fall short from the glory of God. You know, it's not my job to judge him. But in this season, again, I can't I can't follow up underneath that leadership. Like I said, I think God just gave me a kind of a little push to um, move and transition into um, the next season. And just like everybody else that's been messaging me, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And, you know, I know myself that if I don't have a church, 
um, that'll push me and make me grow. I'll backslide and this and that. But I've just really, like the more I pray about it and God keeps giving me confirmation and showing me things and things like that, that I know that I'll be okay and that maybe he's wanting me to pursue and do the things that he's given me the vision to do. But I will put them off and I have not done those because I've been pouring into the church's vision and supporting their vision and consume all my time in serving and doing their vision that I haven't put any into the vision that God has given me myself. So I think this is a great time for me to start doing the things that he's given me vision and ideas to do. So I think for me in this next season, um, that's how he's going to elevate and move me. He's going to start, you know, all the things that happened in my past, he's going to use those And those have been the things that he's used to equip me to get me to where I am now. So, yeah, for a few days, I was really hurt and I was upset, probably for about two weeks, actually, and just really confused and didn't know what to do. But, you know, like I said, the more time I spend with God, the more he reveals to me and the more that he opens my eyes. And I'm excited about this next season. And I even told somebody, I said, it's so freeing in a way just to be free to be able to, you know, say things how I want to say them because I'm a little bit, those of you that know me, I'm a little bit edgy. I don't sugarcoat it. I feel like that's a lot of the issue in the churches today is because they want to sugarcoat the message. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I want to give it to you real so you understand. And I want to talk about real life issues that they don't talk about in church. And that was the whole point of this podcast. I feel like in order to reach people, you have to be able to relate to them. And in order to be relatable, you have to be real. And so um, the more time that I've just spent with God, he's just been opening my eyes and revealing that to me. So um, I'm really excited about this next season and to see what he does through me and, you know, where he leads me and the connections and the people that he connects me to. So, um, you know, there is a reason and for everything that he does. And he's so strategic, but God is so faithful, y'all. And, you know, so whatever that any kind of church hurt that you've ever experienced or went through, You know, I want to challenge you to start trying to heal from that process and don't wait on them to apologize to you. Go ahead and forgive them and move on. You know, send them a message out of the blue. You be the bigger person and, you know, wish them a happy birthday on their birthday or, you know, whatever's going on and and you make the first step. And I promise you, if, if they don't reach back out to you, you know, it's not you. It's something, it's a heart issue with them, but that's okay because... You've done all you know you can do on your end to fix it and do what's right. But I promise you guys, when you start to go ahead and forgive them and you start praying for them, and that can be hard sometimes because it was hard for me because I was still a little bitter and hurt, and but I couldn't let that set sink in. So the more I started to pray for them, the more I healed and the more I let, you know, God healed my heart like I was talking about from the beginning. And I started to release all that and let it go. And the funny thing is, is, you know, just the other day, I posted something on social media about, um, and I had mentioned church hurt. And it's literally been um, about close to four years now. Yeah, I would say four years, maybe three, since um, the first initial church hurt 
from the first church happened. And like through that post, that pastor posted on there and apologized to me. And, you know, I wasn't looking for it. It surprised me. But I was at a moment where I had already forgiven them and I had healed. And, you know, I didn't have anything to say, but thank you, you know, and, you know, I wish them well. And, you know, like I was talking about, I mean, at this point I had already healed, so it didn't matter to me whether they ever said, um, you know, I apologize or not. I'm not going to lie, you know, it just surprised me and it did feel good to kind of get that closure, but I had already healed and moved on. So if I never got it, I would have been fine. So I just want to, again, challenge you guys to, you know, start healing in that area and you try to um, forgive them and pray for them. And even if it's a relationship um, where you feel like you're supposed to reach out to them, then go ahead and do that. Be the bigger person. You apologize first or you take the first step or whatever you feel that you need to do to heal. I would recommend that you do it. So thank you guys so much for always listening to me. And if you're not already following me on Facebook, check me out at Tanya Williams Life Coach. And I enjoy these podcasts with you guys. I appreciate you guys so much for just rocking with me and always supporting me. Until next time.